0: the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast.
1: In this first episode of A New Year, Dave looks into establishing good habits.
0: The main reading
1: is Psalm 139.
0: amazing salmon and, and as we just we dropped in on that on Sunday night again really just beginning with new you're always good to just uh, as we took that um, verse from uh, Haggai consider ways consider ways uh, searching looking deciding breaking old habits may, actually establishing good new habits um, as someone said bad habits are like comfortable beds easy to get into but hard to get out of habits are first cobwebs then cables, someone said. Habit is, is something you do without thinking, which is why so many of us have so many. I thought that's about right as well. Um, and it, it's interesting how habits, they, they are, in, in fact, we probably are the consequence, the sum of our habits, they would say. Um, and to make a good habit, um, someone would describe it like this. When the Apollo 11 uh, took off for the moon, or going to the moon, um the amount of energy expended was in the just that first few minutes of getting up into space, getting rid of, getting out of gravity, and the amount of it. And so habits are like that; they take, so they, they get embedded and expend some discipline and energy. But then once you get into an orbit. Uh, you know, you, because you're doing it on a regular basis, because, right, that's the time, I'm going to do that then. And, uh, of course, we, we looked at, sometimes we say, oh, aren't we uh, spirit-led and spontaneous? Let me tell you, we took we looked at this Sunday, we looked at our foundations, and we looked at an ordered life. God likes order. Now, he can do anything what he wants, and, of course, we have those but-nows, don't we? Where God intervenes, but he likes order. And and we need order, don't we? We need shape, because, if, if you know we talked about just a minute if we're not working we'll say oh yeah i'll do that a bit later don't we mm-hmm. now when we work in we've got a limited time i got to get up i'm going to work and and that particular thing i've got to sort out and 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 then we, we just put it in, in, into into action that which is important if i'm going on holidays next week i'm not um, i'd be begin to get organized wouldn't i Things and I would have to do things. I have to make sure that the cats looked after and the dogs looked after, and my passport is there, my tickets are there, my insurance. I'd have to pack, make sure that I've washed my clothes and ironed my clothes, (laughs) (laughs) so they're ready to go. So, Uh, uh, so, but but you can see the point. If we're going on on a journey, everything there's, there's there's a focus, there's a priority, and can I just say that? Uh, anyway as we've just gone through and I've just said we we're talking about you know Peter and others you know I'll be on to my sixth funeral soon and uh, you know just re- realizing we're here just a short moment and, and when we talk about habits and changing our habits and uh, is our motivations is the why that will hold us and, and drive us as we said Sunday um, many people will begin to diet now and many begin to uh, stop smoking, start drinking, looking after their bodies, the why is perhaps they've got a wedding to go to, perhaps they've um, sh- keep fit, or they think they should keep fit, and that may hold them for a little bit um, maybe the other, the other why that would really grab hold of them is that if you don't stop doing these things, you'll die <laughs> I remember um, girl Malcolm Watts, he said his father uh, was a smoker, and he went to the doctor one day and the doctor said, if you don't stop this Mr Watts, you'll be dead, and so and so he said that did it for him now, that was a motivation enough, but even that for some, is not motivation enough, is it? Mm-hmm. But our more, what's, our, what's our why to change our lifestyle and our behavior and our habits? It's Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's who he is. And uh, we, we, look the, we look at these verses now, walking worthy of his name, walking worthy of our calling. Remember we said not worthy for our calling, because none of us are worthy for a calling. But we must be worthy of our calling. Two different, just a little word, but so much difference, isn't it? Because he's called us, and who, I am, who am I? I'm a son, and I'm a daughter of the King of Kings. Um, now, the interesting thing is this. God is a God who searches. God's a God who Knows and the Bible is very clear that it, it, the whole the Trinity is involved in this. That's why we believe in the Trinity because we'll see in these verses. How about the first verse? Um, it is wonderful. David, an old man, passing down great wisdom to Solomon. And uh, we've looked at these principles, he, he, he laid down it's not all of them here, but uh, some of them. One Chronicles 28 8 to 10. Now,
1: therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the congregation of the Lord, and in the audience of our God. Keep and seek for all the commandments of the Lord your God, that ye may possess this good land, and
0: leave it for an inheritance for your children after you forever. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou that God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and a willing
1: mind. For the Lord searcheth all hearts, and understandeth all the imaginations of, the, uh, of thy thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him,
0: he will cast thee off forever. Mm-hmm. Take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Uh, again, uh, if you take what else he said to him, you know, great great principles to live by. God knows, God sees, God sees the imagination. God, He knows exactly what you're thinking, what you think. He said, "Stay, stay close to Him. Serve Him, worship Him, love Him, serve Him with all your heart." Isn't it amazing? We can have, have the 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 actually. Wonderful teaching, and David passed on to Solomon. But unless we actually apply it, and of course, uh, biblical Jewish scribes uh, uh, and uh, a teaching is only t- only known when it's actually lived out, not when it's known up there, mm-hmm. but actually when it's lived through. And of course, Solomon, well, sadly, uh, he went far, far away. Um, to return, yes, at the end, but all the damage had been done in the, in the meantime. Uh, for, for uh, Judah and Israel. So God is a God who searches. He does. Um, Jesus is, is is one who searches out hearts. Of course, he is the seeking savior. I've come to seek and save the lost. He's always looking at the Father's heart. Of course, God's heart is, where are you? Mm-hmm. First question, where are you? Um, that's, that just shows what God is like, isn't it? Where we, and that's I suppose that's the, that's the tale of history. God's initiative, God's uh, stretching out, reaching out, seeking and pursuing us. And you think, what on earth? Why would he do that? You know, there are, uh, some of us have been in church a long time and and um, you know s- some things we've gotta do, we've gotta pursue people, chase people up, haven't we? Find people, where what you know, where are you to, What's happening? And sometimes you think, well I don't know if they can't make it you mumble to yourself, don't you? Hey <laughs> mumble to no <you>. no <laughs> But the Father's heart is what? He's seeking, isn't he? He's seeking. Um, Jesus. Uh, Revelation 2. Fourth Church, Thyatira. Uh, to the angel of the church in Thyatira, uh, these are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like bronze, uh, bronze. I know your deeds, your love, and your faith, your service and your perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophet. By her teacher, she misleads my servants into mm. sexual immorality and the eating of food and sacrifice to idols. I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling. So I will cast her on a bed of suffering. I will make those who committed adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of their ways. I will strike their children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches hearts and minds and will repay each according to their deeds. Again, Jesus, when he comes and he searches, remember he is lovely, he's meek, he's mild, but let me tell you, the Bible says, eyes of flaming fire, feet of burnished bronze, when he, he sets himself out. And He remember he's talking to a church now, isn't he? Who should know better. What does the Bible say? 1, uh, 1 Peter 4 judgment begins in the house of the Lord and that's so true and so vital and he said if judgment you begins here what will it be like mm-hmm. um, so he is the one who searches he knows and thankfully right through all, all those seven churches I know you I know we can't hide we think we can and we still think we can even Adam and Eve thought they could and we think we can don't we uh, and we, we think we, we're pretty smart sometimes. God sees, God knows that's why he's searching and says look this is, these things need to be dealt with, these things. He said, I, I've seen, in fact, he, he praises them for their love and faith and service, but they tolerated sin. And we tolerate sin, don't we? In ourselves, or oh, maybe not in other people. We look at them and say, well, 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 how disgraceful they are. Yet in myself, ah, we well, don't know my circumstances, you don't know my situation. My, uh, it's different for me. Uh, and we, we, we are like that we defend, deflect and deny of course uh, but he is the one who searches oh, but the Holy Spirit of God Ro- Romans 8, 26-27
1: likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities
0: for we know not what we should pray for as we ought for the spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, it and he that searches the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit because you make it intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Holy Spirit is a seeker searching out our, our hearts, the depths of our and see, seeking out since he's using that kind of thinking, seeking out the deep things of God that we don't know and revealing them to us. Isn't that amazing. sometimes we, we are in that place where God reveals things to us. Mm-hmm. Who was known? he said, but you do because you've got the mind of Christ. And you'd say to yourself, well, dear, if you know my mind, not not very Mm Christ-like. But then that comes in with our participation with all where we are being transformed. Where we allow God's word and God's way and God's will to permeate through every part of our lives. So when we know what we, if you looked at that me on Sunday, that young lad knew what he should have done. When he was offered that pill, he said the Spirit of God told him there and then, do not take that. But he said, I deliberately did not listen. See, that. And so the, the trouble is then, we're in trouble, aren't we? It, it, there's no ignorance there, that's just stubbornness. And then, of course, our stubbornness goes to the end, and we end up in a pickle, and a mess. Um, but the Lord, the Holy Spirit is the one who searches. He does search. <clears throat> Thankfully, that's why the Bible can say to me and you, examine your heart, seek it. Why? Because we, we if we allow the Spirit of God to have His way, He tells us, He speaks to us. Now, He doesn't always say what we want to hear, and uh, we just like laugh, we're laughing at Ken saying, "Praise the Lord." Um, I remember, I've told this before. I remember Mum and Dad had gone all day, so I borrowed their car. Well, no, I think I I must I must have taken the airport. So of course I took them to the airport, so I I had used to the car while they were away my petrol not theirs, or oh, their petrol not mine. And uh, he didn't tell me, the battery used to run down on the thing, didn't it? Mm-hmm. So the battery had run out, couldn't start it. So I thought, oh, I'll bump start this car now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I pushed, I was in uh, Martin Crest, so I pushed it down the road and pushed it down there and tried bump start, it wouldn't bump start. And Took it all the way down to the bottom of Central Avenue, couldn't bump start the thing at all. Yeah, I mean, and I like, oh, thought, well, enough. what am I going to do with this now? I'm going to have to take the battery off, take it home, and charge it up, and all that kind of thing. So, as I was walking back up Central Avenue, it started raining lovely. I didn't have a coat on. And uh, just, the, just that verse came to me, as it usually does, isn't it? give thanks in all circumstances.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm chuckling to myself. Uh, the Lord's got a good sense of humour. He's got a good sense of humour. But he, his word is what to change, isn't it? Because I was there mumbling and grumbling, going up back, and, thinking, you know, Oh, give me this car, I've got to get the garbage out and sort it out. Um, but that's what he does, and that's what he, he, he can do, because he's in us. He's with us. Um, and he, he, he asks us to do that. He, he commands us to do that. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do not realise that Christ Jesus is in you, unless, of course, you fail the test. Well, it's very good. examine yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, I, this verse our dad always used to give to the Jews' witness: "Examine yourself, is Christ in you? Because that's a great, that's a great. Is Christ in you? If he's not, then you fail the test. And thankfully, the test. And we say, well, what is the test? Well, if you flick over to one John, and he gives those four tests, doesn't he, to see if we're really saved? Four tests. is the spirit of God. Testifying with your spirit—that's mm-hmm. not intellectual. Intellectual is, do you believe who Jesus is? Do you know who He is? That's one test. Call it a theological test if you like. But the spiritual test is so important because I can know who Jesus is, but unless I know that I know that I know that I'm His and He's mine, then I'm not saved. It's got, it's got to go from there, me. As we sit so often down into my heart, where I invite Him in, Holy Spirit within me, and I know if the world is against me, if all circumstances are against me, I know that I'm His. And when I say Abba, Father, I know that He's hearing. Of course, then there's the moral test, there's the change in behaviour. By nature, now by supernatural nature, we are trying to obey the law. We are by default, we are we are doing what God says. Now, do we do it all the time? No, no, no. But it's the exception, not the rule. We have freedom to not to sin don't we freedom not to sin and of course the social test do we love do we love our brothers do we love people even the unlovely and uh, God will bring unlovely people into our lives why because without that we can't grow we can't produce um, uh, the love that we need to so examine your heart examine uh, prove and uh, of course examine is to try and prove and then the word prove means to test as with metals. Distinguish, well, could ask Tim to say how they test metals, but how do they test metals? Heat, beat, mark it, stress it, stick it under a microscope, because, you know, um, on the surface, I don't look too bad. Put me under a microscope of the Word and the Holy Spirit, not so good. Uh, but that's what he said, test yourself, prove yourself in all these circumstances. And when we talk about heat and beat and stress, God brings those things across our path. He does. Why? Because we've got to learn to lean on him and rely upon him and uh, produce the fruit, as we'll see in a moment at the end, to produce the fruit that decorates, that adorns Jesus and who he is and what he's done for us. So examine yourself, uh, test yourself. Um... That's why it's important, very important. 1, 1 Corinthians 11, we know these verses again, but let's just, just rest on those a minute. 1 Corinthians 11, to 32.
1: For I received from the Lord what I also cast on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, "'This is my body, which is for you. "'Do this in remembrance of me.'" In the same way after supper he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then whoever eats the bread and drinks of the Lord and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Uh, Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick and other of you have fallen asleep. But if we were the more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, When we are judged in
0: this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. Very clear, isn't it? Lots of reasons why we break bread. To remember him, to proclaim him, but also to make sure it's a clean slate. And to remember and to recognize the body. Of course, that's him, isn't it? Recognize who he is and recognize who we are. Um, I am just it'll be quite interesting when we get to heaven how many have gone home early, or many have been in illness because they have known known these scriptures but not actually applied them. Recognize who He is and recognize who we are very important, very important. Um, and He said the same word again examine, test, prove metals. Really, you know, we we can glaze over, can't we? And sometimes we've said to people and i just thinking back to um, I'll have to dig it out again because I remember my great grandfather great great They, they they, when they got saved they didn't just pray a prayer they sort of they, they talked about praying through and where they, they spent the night in agony over their sin because we can say Lord forgive my sin and that, that's that's wonderful but there are sins we need to be specific sometimes don't we Lord forgive my rebellion forgive my you know Jealousy and, and, and name them because that can be a bit fluffy sometimes. Kind of forgive my sin, Lord. My this particular sin put you on the go. This particular sin, and sometimes when we are, we are really accurate, the Lord can bring a release in that area. Otherwise, sometimes we we further down the road. Sometimes we still going through that sort of cycle of tripping up in that particular area and then saying sorry and going round in a circle, and where we could have said, Lord, wait a minute now. I'm coming to the cross, and when we come to the cross, it's lovely. Uh, again the um pilgrim's progress where he lays his burdens lays the sin at the cross and he comes away <laughs> he, he, no you he, he do not carrying any man anymore no sometimes he picks them up on the way but he doesn't need to pick them up because the cross has dealt with them um so breaking your bread very important table of the lord to examine our hearts and make sure there's nothing nothing between either um and of course, those particular little areas, unforgiveness, isn't it a funny thing, unforgiveness? Mm-hmm. We, sometimes we can say we've forgiven, then something crops up, and you're thinking, hmm, I wonder if I have really released that person or released that situation and circumstance. Well, be vigorous. Be, say, Holy Spirit, give me no leeway. Now, as we said before, we are, we are generally hard on others, easy on ourselves. Flip that mm-hmm. for the new year. Be easier on others and harder on yourself. Because at the end of the day, I, I'm going to have to uh, um, take an account for you, but you only got to take an account for yourself. I'll stand, first and foremost, accountable for me. <laughs> and so be vigorous, be vigorous in our examination. Galatians 6, 1-5.
1: Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else, for each one should carry his own load.
0: Yes, again, wonderful words, test, same word, prove. Um, again, I didn't say that that particular verb is in, again, in the continuous tense. I've examined myself. Have you? Well done. That was yesterday. What about today? There's an ongoing thing, isn't it? It's, it why? Because it's relationship. Relationship is ongoing. It's not a static thing. We're growing. We're examining all the time because uh, until we get to heaven, we won't be perfect. As, we, as you just said, if we think we're perfect, as you just read, we're in trouble. We deceive ourselves. And I, I love that, those scriptures, because sometimes we, they say, "Oh, what's happening there? It says, bear the burdens of others, help each other. And then it, it says in verse 5, bear your own load. Of course, different words, so we can understand. Uh, he says, with those brothers and sisters, with, with weights and burdens and uh, cares, get around them. Help them. Pick them up for them. But then he's talking about personal discipleship, my personal, see, I can't walk the walk for you, can I? No, it's a person, again, we've got to be careful when we use that word personal because we are corporate, but I can only make a decision for me. And that, that, there, that load, he said, you've got to carry your discipleship yourself. Now, when it comes to burdens and weights, get a- that's why fellowship is so important. Carry and get around each other, sharpen each other, and maybe this year we can be a little bit more uh, pointed. with each other. How are we doing? How are we doing? And uh, maybe we can be a bit more. As we just we ask those questions on Sunday night. But perhaps we'll just dig into those in a moment. Um, to be really specific, isn't it? It's good to have someone to come and say, oh, how "Are we doing there now? You, you, didn't you say you're going to be um, fasting a, a week, every other week? No, 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 or <laughs> a month? Yeah, uh, but you know what I mean." Uh, Declare, declare, set your heart is being, being consistent, diligent, and intentional, isn't it? Uh, but examine our hearts, examine uh, test us and carrying the burdens of others, but uh, that our own discipleship is personal. Um, well, it's just two verses to say how we do it, Well, we know how we do it to a certain extent. Hebrews 4, 12 to 13, this is a, maybe a verse to put to mind this year, be- memorise.
1: For the word of the Lord is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing center of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do.
0: Yeah, it's allowing God's Word to have its way. Uh, having His Word to dissect, to discern, and to direct, isn't it? I want this way, God's Word says this way. Then the choice becomes dying to me and going God's way. And in some areas, it's not going to be difficult. In other areas, it can be tough. can be really tough because <laughs> it's going against the grain. It's maybe ruffle a few feathers but God's way is always the best way and it will judge critically skillfully Um, it it takes between soul and spirit which is very important because our soul life still is fleshly still wants his own way but the spirit of God that's what we listen to that's what should be dominating and of course our imagination our thought processes if we if we can grab a hold of our mind and our thinking we dominate uh, where we go How we are, how we behave, how we are, we are, we are, I don't know, feelings. Let's go with the word feeling. It starts in the mind, isn't it? That's why the Bible says, take every thought captive. Because you know yourself, it starts in the mind. We let our minds run down that road and think, what am I doing down here? Because we've allowed it, we've fed it. Um, and we've allowed us to take us down a road we should never be done So that's why the Bible says now be very ruthless, take all of God's word, let it be a sword. Let it be a sword. And then these lo- this lovely word, which I love, um, I think we'll only find it probably in the A, V, um, circumspect. Good, that word. I love that word. Be circumspect. Ephesians 5, 8 to, 9, 8 to 18, wrong one, that one. For you were
1: once darkness, but now you are light. <laughs> in the Lord lives children of light the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness Mm -hmm. and truth and find out what pleases the Lord, have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness but rather it's chosen for it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret Mm -hmm. but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible that is why it is said, wake up O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, <coughs> making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery; and instead, be filled with the Spirit.
0: Again, lovely, very practical. Ephesians first part we know is is uh, the basis of what we believe. Second half is behaviour. Very clear. This is who you are. You are light. You are not darkness. This is walk circumspectly. Word means to trace your trace carefully, accurately, diligently, um, and exactly where you're walking, how you're walking, um, and your path. We said on Sunday we talked about the one sixty rule, didn't we, for pilots. Um, Every 60 mile, if you're one little one degree off, one degree is imperceptible. You won't see it. Um, one minute on your clock face, but there, one minute are six degrees. So that's a sixth. You wouldn't even it, it, But if you're one degree off over 60 mile, you're one mile off when you get there. So just that little. That's why they always keep on. anymore. you you got computers. If they're working, um, but they keep checking, checking, make sure they are on target, make sure they're not veering off. And let me just say, we're all prone to do that. That's why it's good to examine us, consider our ways, especially at the beginning of the year. Lord, this is, oh Lord, this is why I was, I was I, I going to do the beginning of this last year, I was going to do this. I was going to read to the word of God I- in a year. I was going to meditate more. I was going to pray more. I was going to speak to people more. I was going to begin to prophesy uh, like, as I did before. I was going to do it. We come to the end of the year, how quickly it comes, and we're thinking, hmm. Perhaps I didn't do as I promised to do, or set out to do. Good intentions, let's make an intention, uh, uh, something that we're really gonna uh, purpose. And that's why it's good maybe to share with somebody, because they can uh, say what, what's happening. Circumspect. trace your course accurately, and uh, ultimately to redeem the time, making the most of every opportunity. As we know that is vital. As we drifting, as we get a bit older, I'm thinking, dear, dear, don't time fly. Um, redeem the time. That's the beauty of it. Um, we can come, and the years, even the years the locusts have, have ravaged. The Bible says, if "You return, you repent, you come. I can restore that. Them, restore them. Um Colossians four, one to six. Masters, who are you slaves, walk is right and fair? Because you know that you also are the master in heaven. We just let the word of God just settle and uh, shows what we should be like. And then we go through our days. And then I wasn't like that today was my conversation seasoned with salt, probably pepper, not salt, a bit of vinegar and uh, not salt is not it mm. um but that that just why because it, of course it starts with devotion isn't it? I, I, devote yourself to the lord devote yourself to prayer see when we're in the lord's presence when we come out of his presence who are we going to be like who are we going to reflect we're going to begin to reflect him aren't we and uh moses didn't know that but he came down he was shining shining that's the lord and what did the lord say that's the old covenant how much more now you in the new covenant, Holy Spirit in us, shining and showing. Um, old and again the same word, redeeming the time. We have a short span of time. We have people in our neighborhood, in our in our workforce, workplace, um, in our families, in our street, in our village. Who are they look into? Mm-hmm. Me and you. Oh, Father, help them see Jesus, and help them to see Jesus. Listen to these, uh, this lovely prayer here from Thessalonians that um, uh, Paul is going to pray. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 to 12. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling, and that it, by his power he may bring it to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed prompted by faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you, and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Bless He's constantly praying that he will fulfill uh, the potential and their purpose and uh, shine for him, show him, bless the Lord. his good pleasure, labor of faith in his power. So he is glorified. He is glorified. And you will be weighted. There'll be a weight amongst you um, of worth, of worth. Again, that's nothing to do with us per se. It's us, again, cooperating with the Lord, allowing him to have his way. And we can say, well, look. And of course, the devil will come along in a whisper. You're pretty good, Dave. Cool. Look at you now. Look how patient you are. Look how this you are. Oh, shut up, And not it? um, It's all about him, what he's done. And uh, that's why Paul's uh, writer of the Revelation, John said, uh, remember from where you've come. It's good to do that. Peter, uh, Paul did. He said, this is what I, I'm The I'm chief of a sinner. This is where I was. I was a blasphemer. I was a persecutor. He remembered what he was. Because that, again, keeps us uh, close to the Lord. Because it, it, without him, we revert back to that. Have you noticed um, those characteristics that are negative in our lives if we're not walking with the lord they start to start to take root again they start to bear fruit and you you go to a backslider, um, and you'll you'll notice their their negative characteristics are even more magnified why because when we're walking with the lord the lord is prompting us he's changing us he's Prodding us, pruning us. Um, so, uh, very, very wonderful verses uh, to pray over over uh, our brothers and sisters. How about this uh, Titus two nine to ten. Teach slaves to be subject to their masters in everything, to try to please them, not to talk back to them, and not to steal from them, but to show that they are, can be fully trusted, so that in every way. They will make the teaching about God, our Saviour, attractive. Again, he, he, again he's talking all, all about before that relationships. And uh, that's really the great quality. And and uh, are we being changed year by Lord, by year by year? We can that can be quantified, can't we? Are we closer to the Lord? Uh, is our giftings and, our, and and what God's put in us being used by Him, by us? And is our relationships What's our relationship like? Good question, isn't it? Uh, And what we are like in those, because ultimately, if we like the Lord, we are growing, becoming more like Him. Um, And I love that because, again, people have said, "Oh, the Bible sanctions slavery." No, He's not. He's talking to people in in the situation. That's what life was like in Roman times. People were slaves, and He said, "Let me tell you, who are slaves." He said, "This is how you're to live." He's talking to people where they were, how they were to live. He said, "You." Remember, don't worry, you're serving the Lord. He might be a slave master, but you're serving him. And I love that. He says, uh, show great respect, be careful, so you adorn, you decorate, you put in proper order the teaching of God our Savior. Uh, Because I don't want one one day when anyone stands before the Lord and say, well, this is what I thought Christianity was. I, I saw Dave Jenkins and this is what he was. So how we behaved. And that's that's a frightening thing, isn't it? Because ultimately, we are Jesus, aren't we, to the people? We are the body. We are the representatives. There was no Jesus when he comes again. Home, we'll go. And when he comes back with us, he's reigning. He's not evangelizing. He's not saving. He says, you, my hands and feet. So that's really powerful. Well, I love this prayer. Again, another prayer by Paul over the church. Colossians 1. Again, we can take these prayers. Take these prayers and say, well, what can I pray this year? Take one of these prayers that he prayed over the church. Maybe pray every day, certainly once a week. The, maybe on Sunday morning before you come to church. Sometimes we just turn up, don't we? And then we go home and think, well, that wasn't much cop. We don't come prepared. Come prepared, ready to serve, ready to... Oh, I've got a scripture. I am want to share that this morning. I'm going to share it's a good scripture. Touch me this week. Or some of you have been using the prophetic or having pictures in the past... Let's stir our hearts. Lord, I want to be used again. It's time, uh, that beautiful picture of 1 Corinthians 14, the people people will come in. Thankfully, this year, bless the Lord, we've had lots of people come in, haven't we? Out of the blue, just come in. We want them to come in and know that the Lord is here. And their sin, the Bible says their sin is exposed. They say, Lord, I want to know you. God is in this house. God is in this house. Why? Because their sins are exposed by the prophetic word. Let's how about this prayer. One, uh, Colossians 1.
1: so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance
0: mm-hmm. of the saints in the kingdom of light. Great, oh, great prayer, isn't it? Worthy, <coughs> all the blessings of God are showing and flowing through us to those around us. Let's go through those questions we, we pose on Sunday. Again, you may have caught a couple May have caught that have caught your attention again. Um what's an impossible prayer you can pray this year? Say, Lord, that's impossible impossible that is. But I'm gonna pray about that. Lays on your heart, but now, but God, isn't it? But God. Uh, what's the most important thing you could do to improve your family life? Pray over them, of course. Lay hands on them, violently, pray, uh, pray, pray with them. If we are saved, we pray with our partner. Um and the least you can do with our children is say grace at the table, isn't it? Now some of us, our kids are grown up now. But when my kids were young, I we would, I, I, in the night we would have a time, they'd be in bed, I'd be on the on the, on the landing, praying, and reading. But when they were young, I would go in and uh, sing to them. I'd put them off to sleep. <laughs> Pray and sing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I used to sing, well, mom I used to sing to me. Yeah, that's why, isn't it? its that the, the legacy, passing on, passing on. Um, pray pray with them. If they small, pray over them. Bless the Lord. Pray with them. Mm-hmm. Um, get them into that understanding. The Lord, the Lord is near. The Lord is, is personal. Um, certainly when we are, we are couples, pray with each other. Bless the Lord. Maybe you don't do that. Well, make that your goal this year. Uh, improving our family life. Pray for our family, all our family, don't we, that need the Lord. Ooh, help us, Lord. Uh, which which spiritual discipline do you most want to make progress this year? Because there's lots of disciplines we need to... What Are we, are we going to progress in that particular discipline? Hmm. Have a think about that. Is there one you think, well, phew, maybe it's meditation. It's a tough one, that. Um, first of all, we'll preach. We have to meditate a little bit because we're thinking about the, the, the particular word. But naturally, without it, it's something that's not... Not a natural thing. Prayer, I'll come back to that in a minute, that's the next one. Good question. What's the single biggest time waster in your life? And how can you redeem the time? How can you redeem the time? Very important. Because, again, as you said, one life to live, one life to lead. What's a waste of time? Um, Well, I don't have to tell you that thing in the corner or other things we do, sometimes a waste of time. We work, yeah, work?
1: Well,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, work is from the Lord, so you've got to go on with that. <laughs> that's that's God-given, God-blessed. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the another question, what's the most helpful new way you could strengthen your church? Remember we just talked about bearing each other's burdens. Um, some of us older people, maybe, ring someone up. How are we doing? Don't have to go out, do we? Some us, maybe going to start visiting. Maybe I visit. I can't say don't don't not enjoy it, but, but visiting isn't it? We've got time. But that's something we may be thinking about. Certainly, our prayer meetings. Let me encourage you for that. Absolutely vital uh, house of prayer, isn't it? Um, what can we do? What can we do to strengthen the church? Because the Bible says we each grow. Every one of us grows. Each does its part. So if someone's not doing its part, then the church will not be as strong as it should be and as fruitful as it should be, and that's why we need to be. in Talked to someone the other day, and they said, "Well, I, I've got something. I don't need to be in church." Well, that's a downright self-deception and a lie from the from the enemy. Why? Because God has planned it, designed it for us to function and flourish within a, in a community. Uh, who's, who's for whose salvation will you will you pray most fervently this year? Well, we can all put at least two, three, four names straight away on that, can't we? Children, spouses, parents, siblings, cousins. Yeah, but write them down. Don't say, Dave, I know that. Uh, uh, We talked about a mom's book. Write them down. Write them down so you don't forget. You know, and you you will purposely and persistently pray for those. Um, What's the most important way, by God's grace, you will try to make this year different from the last? Don't be the same as last year. God is into growth, God is into more, God is into flourishing and fruitfulness, isn't he? Ooh, Lord, what, what, okay. Now the question, what one thing could you do to improve your prayer life this year? And I would say that's probably the most important question. How can I improve my prayer life this year? Write lists down, oh dear, that's a bit rigid. It can be, but I tell you, it, 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 it sharpens you and it makes you disciplined. And out of that discipline, there comes a spontaneity. Um, and what's another single thing you can plan to do this year that will matter most in 10 years or in eternity? That's a better question. Something you can do this year, single thing that will matter in eternity. Oh, that may involve giving of time, of treasure, of talents, Um but good questions, good questions. Just to stir our heart. Let me just read a, a poem by Francis Havergal. A, a Him writer wrote, uh, "Take my life and let it be." Yeah, died quite young, actually, forty-two. Another year is dawning, dear Father. Let it be in working or in waiting. Another year with Thee, another year of progress, another year of praise, another year of proving Thy presence all the days. Another year of mercies of faithfulness and grace. Another year of gladness, the glory of thy face. Another year of leaning upon thy loving breast. Another year of trusting, of quiet, happy rest. Another year of service, of witness for thy love. Another year of training for holier work above. Another year is dawning, dear Father, let it be, on earth or else in heaven. Another year for thee. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit
1: www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.